What's up guys and welcome to another episode of the Blinking Nintendo Gaming Podcast. My name is VJ and on today's episode, it's going to be a little different. This is going to be a rare off-the-cuff episode of the Blinking Nintendo Gaming Podcast. We're not going to be talking about a specific collecting guide for a certain console or a game store. This is going to be a personal retrospective about a console that over time has gotten ridiculed, laughed at, and looked down upon, rightfully so in a lot of aspects. The Nintendo Wii. See, for all the shit the Wii gets these days, take a step into my DeLorean. We're going to drive it to 88, and we're going to take a trip back to a time where Nelly Furtado was a little promiscuous, where Britney Spears and K-Fed were officially over, and Pluto was canceled. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in 2006. So grab your iPod Nano, boot up those Razer phones. Hell, I can almost smell the musk from my 14-year-old armpits. That's disgusting. Alright, so we're back in 2006. So in the gaming world, let's set the landscape a little bit. The Xbox 360 came out a year before in 2005. Super successful launch. I mean, they were killing it. They sold 7 million 360s in the one-year mark. Almost a third of the original Xbox sales altogether, which were 24 million. So that's crazy. They They were killing it. They were coming out of the gate firing. But... Now it was Sony and Nintendo's turn to enter the fray with the PS3 and the Wii. You know, growing up, I was always a GameCube and PS2 kind of, kind of guy. We, we got a GameCube first, and a couple years later, we got a PS2. We're never really big into Xbox. And, you know, when it was time to pick a new console in this generation, as cool as the PS3 looked, $600 was just too much to ask my parents for. Like, hey, can I get a PS3 for 600 bucks? They'd be like, yo. You can kiss my ass. So the Wii was only 250, and that was so much more reasonable to ask my parents for, which obviously they said no when we asked them for both. <laughs> but uh, so the PS3 launched in on Friday, uh, November 17, 2006, and the Wii launched two days later on Sunday, November 19, 2006, and the Wii was fucking killing it and people thought the Wii was going to be successful there's no doubt about it but I don't think anybody saw the type of success that it was going to have especially early on in the launch they sold 600,000 systems in the first eight days dude I remember this time it was impossible to find the Wii like that was all that was being talked about on the news and everything how hard it was to get a Wii I mean, scalpers were selling them on eBay and shit like that for three to four times the retail price, which was crazy. I mean, they're still making a lot of money. Granted, PS3 people that bought those on launch and were reselling them online were selling them for the same type of like three to four times how much. And because the, the, the PS3 was $600, I mean, the profit people were making reselling those back in the day was crazy. So anyways... My mom is a super, super frugal person. Probably the most frugal person I've ever met in my entire life. I mean, with her, every penny counted or counts. And growing up, we would go to like, a, you know, like Target or fucking Kroger or some shit. And they would have like a deal. And even if it was like a little deal for like five cents off, ten cents off, if they rang it up and the deal price didn't come up, my mom would fucking argue for that sale price. I mean, make the fucking cashier go back to the area and look at the sticker and say, hey, this was the fucking deal, so I need you to ring it up. As a kid, seeing that shit, you're just like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. Like, mom, it's just 10 cents, it's just 20 cents. Like, just keep it fucking moving. 
But as a grown up now, she was fucking right. You always, always, always argue for the deal. Okay, you never get stifled by these corporations. Come on, guys. So she knew what was she was, she was doing. Don't let the corporations get over on you. So explaining how frugal my mom is, you have to understand her holiday was Black Friday. That was the day because everything was on sale. There were crazy doorbusters, all that kind of shit. And so we'd go Black Friday shopping every year. And I'm talking about old school Black Friday shopping, staying outside in the cold, in the line, before the store opens at midnight. And you, if you wanted to get a deal, you had to be in that line early. You were not going to be uh, coming late and thinking you're going to get any doorbuster deal. So this is that old school, not the way they do it now, where it's like they do it on Thursday afternoon now, and like before you even eat your Thanksgiving dinner, you know, you can actually go online and go ahead and order the items you want to get picked up. Like you're gonna get what you wanted, what you want, which I think is cooler. Like I'm, I'm happier that things transition to this newer type of style of Black Friday, where you don't have to like fucking stand in line in the cold. But yeah, this was old school. Okay, so that's what we were doing. So. The best store for us as kids, me and my brother and sister, to go to for Black Friday was Toys R Us. It was the mecca for us. Because for me and my brother, they had all the video games and all that kind of shit. For my little sister, they had all the little Barbies and toys and that kind of shit for her. And so, yeah, Toys R Us, that was like the ultimate store for us to go to. So, we get to Toys R Us that fateful 2006, five days after the Wii launched. And we're outside, freezing our ass off. We finally get inside the store, and you guys wouldn't fucking believe it. I told you how fucking scarce wees were. We get in this fucking store, and there are fucking wees in there for sale. And we're not talking about one wee or two. There are, I don't remember how many, but there had to be at least five or ten. A good bit for sure. So to say that we were fucking shocked or flabbergasted would be an understatement of epic proportions. You know, like I said, I remember the local news talking about how hard it was to get a Wii and how it was going to be the hottest ticket item of the holiday season. Almost like how Tickle Me Elmo was back in like the like mid-90s or whatever. Like it was going to be that fucking hot of an item. So needless to say, me and my brother were freaking the fuck out. We, we were freaking out. I mean, dude, they're, they're fucking Wii's right in front of our face and we couldn't believe it. So we asked our mom, could we go ahead and get one? And to our dismay, she actually agreed to buy it for us. She said she would. Now, there was going to be a catch. And the catch was, yeah, she'll buy this Wii for us. But not only is it going to be, uh, well, she actually looked at my brother because I feel like, I think he's the one who asked. I think I pushed him to ask because he was younger. So I was like, hey, use those puppy dog eyes and try to get mom to, uh, you know, suck her in and get this Wii. So he asked. And so she told him, if you want this, this is going to be your Christmas present. And your birthday present next year all in one. So don't ask me for nothing for Christmas or for your birthday. This is it. And we were like, fuck yeah. I told him, yeah, you're going to say yes. And so we agreed to that deal faster than you'd ever think we would in a heartbeat. And there we go. We were going to go ahead and get this fucking Wii. We were so excited. So we, we get the Wii. We go to the cashier. We're about to check out. And this guy hits us with the whammy of all fucking whammies. He goes... You can't just get the Wii by itself. In order to get the Wii, you have to get it as part of a Black Friday deal, the special, which means you have to get three games and an accessory in addition to the Wii. That's the only way to get the deal. 
And I told you my mom was extremely, extremely frugal. And so we're talking about a deal that was originally going to, to be 250 And now we're about to almost double the cost of that. And so we were sure that my mom wasn't going to go for that shit. We were like, you know what? Let's go ahead and ask. But we're, it's over. We're done. We're not getting this fucking weed. There's no, no way. And we asked her and told her about the deal. And she just reiterated, listen, it's fine. But just so you know. It's your Christmas and your birthday present. And, of course, we again, we were, who's going to say no to that? So we were totally down. So the three games we ended up getting were, uh, well, obviously we had to get Twilight Princess. That was a given. If you got a Wii, that was the game. Just like if you got a Switch a few years ago, you had to get Breath of the Wild. That was just a given. So we got that game. We got Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 2. And we got Marvel Ultimate Alliance because we were huge, huge fans of the X-Men Legends series. I think we beat the first two games on PS2. So we were super pumped to play Marvel Ultimate Alliance because it was going to include all the characters from the Marvel Universe, not just X-Men like X-Men Legends. And for the accessory, we ended up getting a classic controller. So we got it. We got the bag. You know, we were so fucking happy. I mean, we were going to the car, holding that fucking Wii box like it was like fucking 50 gold bricks. Like, this was the most prized possession in our, in our midst right now. You couldn't see two more ecstatic kids to fucking get this console. I mean, we were turned the fuck up in that car, looking at the back of the console box, reading all the information, reading the back of the game case. I mean, we were building anticipation Every second we were getting closer to the house to play this Wii, and every second we read those descriptions on the box and saw the pictures on the back of the covers of the cases, the, the, the anticipation mounted and mounted and mounted. And finally, we'll, after what seemed like the longest car ride of all time, and granted this target was like five minutes away from my, my house, but it felt like it was 50,000 hours away, okay, we get home. We go to our basement where we would game. We hook up our Wii to this old CRT TV we had sitting on the floor. And it was time to play some fucking games. So we had four games to choose from, the three that we bought, and then it came packed in with Wii Sports. And from all the videos that we saw back in the day on like IGN and game trailers and shit like that, yes, Twilight Princess looked like the fucking A game, triple A game, and it was. But what really caught us was Wii Sports and seeing the, tech, the demos of people playing and swinging their remote and all that shit. So that was the first game we wanted to play was Wii Sports. And so Wii Sports has five different games built in, different little sports games. There's tennis, golf, baseball, boxing, and bowling. And I don't remember the order we played these games in, but we were, we were encapsulated by every single one. I mean, it was to say a mind-blowing experience would be an understatement. Playing baseball with the Wiimote and swinging that shit like a fucking real baseball bat. You know, boxing and using the nunchuck and the Wiimote and bobbing and weaving and punching and shit. I mean, yeah, there were light motion controls in, you know, earlier generations. I mean, yeah, you had light gun games. You had some light immersive things like that. But nothing came close to motion controls on the Wii and how immersive they were at that time. I mean, playing golf and swinging the, the Wiimote like a golf club and, you know, the lighter you hit it or the harder you hit it, that determined how hard the ball uh, would go or how hard you swung. I mean, those were really, really cool things that, I mean, even a few years ago, we weren't even thinking about as gamers. Like, oh, we're going to, we want motion controls. That was not something we were really clamoring for. And Nintendo came ahead and 
put it out and gave us something we never thought we needed, but we wanted and we loved. And so, yeah, I mean, we played the fuck out of Wii Sports and we just were in awe and amazement of the controls. It, it seemed so realistic to us. And so we played the fuck out of, out of Wii Sports and, and we loved it. And so after our very long session with that game, we went ahead and played the other three. We played Twilight Princess. We played Budokai Tenkaichi 2. We played Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And those games were fun. I'm not going to lie. Um, especially Twilight Princess and Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Tenkaichi 2, not, not the greatest uh, fighting game. I would not recommend that. Um, but those three games really didn't come close to the experience that we got playing Wii Sports. It really didn't. And in all, in all honesty, I don't think I've ever played uh, before or since a new game or console that ever gave me that type of feeling of just like innovation. Like, yo, this is something different and something new and something that I've never experienced before. I mean, I don't think I've had that with anything else. The Wii was the end all be all just because how different it was. I mean, it really was a revolution. No pun intended. It really was. And so, you know, that's why Nintendo was so fucking smart to pack in Wii Sports for free because that essentially was a te- it's like Astrobot for the PS5. It literally was a tech demo for what motion controls could be like and what we could do with it. And no wonder it's the highest selling standalone game of all time. 82 million copies sold. That's crazy. That's crazy. And the afterglow effect with the Wii definitely lasted a few months with me and my brother. I mean, this shit was fucking awesome. Every time we go and boot it up and play Twilight Princess and swing the sword and shit and shoot arrows with the with the motion controls. I mean, it it did not get old for the first couple of months. It was always fucking cool those first months playing. But unfortunately, came a burnout because, yeah, the Wii had awesome, awesome first-party support. I mean, of course, Nintendo always has great first-party support. But it was straight shit when it came to third-party support and multiplats. I mean, obviously being uh, less powerful than the 360 and the PS3, if you tried to do multiplats, the Wii version was going to be less powerful. They were going to take out some features. It wasn't going to be as polished. And and a lot of times they were hindered by those stupid controls. Um, So they just, no. You definitely needed to have a PS3 or a 360 because... They were killing it, not just with exclusives. And yeah, 360 more so with exclusives early on in their life cycle. PS3 later on, you know, with Last of Us and stuff like, stuff like that. They really started coming on, in, coming on uh, into their own in the end with their exclusives. But yeah, you needed to have some sort of combination, I felt like, of a Wii or a PS3 or what I would call a, uh, a PS Wii. Or a uh, Wii or 360, which I would call a Wii 60. <laughs> yes, riveting names, I know. But I think that you needed to have a combination of those because that's the only way you could really play all the different type of great games in that generation. Like you get the Wii, you play the great first-party Nintendo games and shit like that, and you get a PS3 or 360 to get more mature, um, ex- you know, multi-plats, Call of Duties, Mass Effects, Halos, Grand Theft Auto, stuff like that, Fallout, those are what you're going to get on 360 and PS3. So, again, you need to have a combination of both. And so, you know, around 2007, when we were kind of figuring that out, we were like, yeah, we need to get, the Wii's cool, but we got to get a new, we got to get a 360 or a PS3. And so, for us, we went for 360 because at that time in 2007, 360 really was like the main 
console. I know the Wii was killing it and selling a bunch of of uh, uh, consoles, but the 360 really was taking over. I mean, remember back in like the sixth generation, it always used to be PlayStation. Like even if parents or people didn't know anything about video games, they knew PlayStation. They'd always say, "Yeah, he's playing that other PlayStation," even if it was something else, because that's all they knew. And it's weird because as popular as the PS one and two were, and where everything gaming was almost synonymous with, you know, either Nintendo or PlayStation. In the seventh gen, especially early on, 360 Xbox actually took the mantle of like, you know, most commonly known system. I mean, yeah, if you looked at a TV show back in 2007 or 2008, they were playing on 360 or on Xbox. They were not playing on the Wii or on the PS3. So the 360 for us was what we wanted to get as that secondary system, or really primary, and the Wii would be secondary. That's what we wanted. And so we got one, and the Wii just ended up collecting dust, sitting in the corner collecting dust until Smash Brothers Brawl came out. And we all know that got delayed, so it was really sitting in that corner for a while. And, yeah, we played Smash Brothers Brawl, which I will say in hindsight is the worst game in the series. I mean, they fucking included tripping in the game, okay? Holy shit, don't get me started on, on Brawl. Like, that's the one Smash Brothers game I do not go back and play. I'll go back and play Melee all day. I'll go back and play the N64 Smash Brothers, but Smash Brothers Brawl... I don't know. Something about that game just turns me off. I'm just not a fan of that. Um, but yeah, that was what you know brought our Wii back out. Was that game in Mario Galaxy? But otherwise, you know, really after that initial few months with the Wii, it just for me, I just I just didn't feel like it was as awesome as as I thought. You know, because the illusion of motion controls. That's kind of what they were, an illusion. Because we were out here swinging that shit like a fucking baseball, swinging that shit like a fucking golf club and shit. And in all honesty, you didn't need to do that. Like, you know, we're playing fucking Twilight Princess and we're swinging that damn sword with our hands and shit, with our arms. And all you had to do was just flick your wrist. And it would do the same thing. You know, but like, we just saw the fucking motion controls and the fucking demos and shit. And everyone was getting into it. So that's what you thought you had to do. But then when you discovered, like, oh, I can just fucking flick it and it does the same shit, like, it, the luster was worn off. It, it, in my opinion, it was. It really wasn't until they got Wii Motion Plus that, that the Wii Motion Controls really were what they were supposed to be. Way more accurate, you know what I mean? Way more responsive. The Wii Motion Plus really should have been the original Motion Controls. I know they had to work on, on that, and they got and it did get better when they did include Wii Motion Plus, but that should have, how, that should have been the original uh, motion sensitivities. So, yeah, I, I, just... The motion controls for me, that took me out of the Wii, and it still takes me out of the Wii. You know, that's why I rarely go back and play Wii games, because the motion controls were such a hindrance, in my opinion, to some otherwise great games. I mean, there's some great games on the Wii that I just won't play because I don't want to deal with the motion controls. Like, fuck that. You know, so, like, if I can play a Wii game with the classic controller... I'll go back and do that, but when it comes to the motion controls, no, 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 fuck that. I just felt like, yeah, they just they they hold a lot of great games back, and that's unfortunate. So you know there is no denying the impact of the Wii. The Wii was super successful. I mean, sold over a hundred million units. It was it was it, its impact in gaming uh, is bigger than we know. And we're gonna dive into that a little deeper in a later episode. But you know, look at the look at the what PlayStation and and and, and Xbox did. You know, they had to pivot in the middle of their of their uh, life cycle for the PS3 and the 360. 
just to just to try to compete with the Wii and include you know PlayStation Move and 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 then Xbox Connect and just bullshit you know to try to compete and so you know I, that was an after effect of the Wii that I I didn't like that they tried to like shoehorn motion controls and shit I mean granted the PS3 had six you know had the six ax- six axis motion control but again not near as I don't know as intricate so to speak as the Wii was so that was a big impact for 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 gaming was you know that innovation innovative motion controls which you know I think have you know evolved over time to you know to VR and shit like that and have gotten better. Um, but the Wii also like brought in casual gamers. They brought in your your grandma and your grandpa, your aunt, your uncle. They brought in um, people like that that normally didn't play games and saw the games on the Wii as more relatable, not as difficult. I mean. You know, if you show your grandma Final Fantasy X, she's going to be like, what the fuck is this? Like, uh, with this battle system and leveling up and all this shit. But if you show her fucking Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort, you know, things like that, Brain Age, those type of simple, simple games, yeah, they can relate to that. And so that was part of the huge success for the Wii was they brought in the casual gamers. And I really think because of that, you know, the evolution of gaming to a more mobile thing, the tablet gaming, you know, stuff like that. I really do feel like the Wii helped include a lot of people who probably wouldn't be in the gaming today and kind of got them into it because it was an easier point of entry to get into it as opposed to, oh, here's a PS3 and all these crazy games that, you know, you have to figure out all these controls. Like, it's difficult, you know. I got a five-year-old, and it's funny because yesterday – we were sitting in the game room, and she wanted to play some games. And she has a tablet. She plays Minecraft. She plays Roblox, all that stuff. Um, but, you know, five years old, six years old, that's the time when it's like, hey, let's get you on the big boy consoles or, you know, maybe some handhelds or something like that. And so we're sitting in the game room, and uh, at first I, I busted out the Wii U and, and tried to have her play um, Mario Kart. But I realized the Wii U gamepad is fucking massive for five-year-old hands. So it didn't quite work out very well. Um, so we said, let's go to the, to the DS Lite. So we switched to the DS Lite and tried to play um, New Super Mario Brothers. And she was getting uh, some trouble. She was getting into a little difficulty controlling Mario and jumping and running at the same time. Like, it was hard for her to do that. You know what I mean? And so, you know, the point of entry to playing games can be very difficult. And she ended up getting very frustrated with how she wasn't able to control the game the way I was showing her to control it. So she stopped playing and didn't want to play anymore. And so, again, the point of that whole story is getting people into gaming can be very difficult, whether they're kids that are five or whether they're 55-year-old adults. It's tough because they're not used to it. And the Wii made it easy because you didn't have to fucking press all these buttons. All you had to do, you know how to move your arms. So you could do that. It was easy. I mean, my mom played a little bit of Wii. You know, my, and my mom didn't play any video games. So, yes, the impact of the Wii, it was massive. And like I said, again, we're going to dive into that into a, in a later episode. But the point of this episode was just to go back in time when the Wii was gaming revo- a gaming revolution. It, it really was. I mean, it took gaming by storm. It took just the just the world by storm. I mean, again, people were talking about covering this that had no business talking about video games because it was something that was relatable to people. Anybody could play it. So the Wii 
definitely saved Nintendo because we all know the GameCube was a failure, the N64 was somewhat a failure, and this was really like their last, their last ditch effort to be successful, and they were. You know, they fucked it up with the Wii U, and then they bounced back up with the Switch. But yeah, the Wii, uh, again, for the time, was 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 massive and was definitely eye opening and awe inspiring for sure. But I don't know. It, for me, it doesn't stand the test of time. That's why those consoles, you see them, you can see them for very cheap. I mean, I, I just don't know. It's the console I use the least in my collection. It's hooked up to my TV, but I really just use it for, for the GameCube's uh, uh, backwards compatibility. That's, that's really it. But you know what? Back in 2006, the Wii was the absolute shit, and you can't take that away from it, okay? So to wrap things up, guys, thank you for listening to my retrospective story. I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys think these stories were kind of cool. I got plenty of gaming stories. I think we all do. So if you want to hear more, definitely let me know. I'd love to hear the feedback. So check me out, guys. You already know. BlinkingNintendo.Brussprout.com is our main website. Hit me up on Instagram or Twitter, at BlinkingNintendo. All right, guys. Y'all are the best. I love y'all. Stay tuned. Have a great day. Thank you.